What's up, podcast listener? Welcome to the B2B podcast, basketball to business. If you're sitting at your desk or riding in your car, know that today you're joining a family of basketball professionals who are trying to change other people's lives to the game that changed theirs. This podcast is going to take you along the journey of basketball entrepreneurs, how they built their businesses, and make a living from the game that they love. Now for the show. Podcast guest is Myson Jones with Basketball to Business, and I have somebody I am stoked about. I had to get the uh, the fanboy out of me before we press record here, but uh, we have the founder of I Love Basketball, the former vert freak, Adam Lincolnlogger. I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly, correct? Myson, it's so glad to be here, man. Appreciate you having me on. So uh got to tell the audience, like I probably owe this man thousands of dollars based on the uh, the the wisdom he, he shared, but you know, luckily he's going to share with us today on this podcast. So Adam, do you mind digging in into, you know, the Clemson days where you went to school, your background and how you got to where you are now? Absolutely. So I went to Clemson as a high jumper. I was uh, an ACC champion high jumper at Clemson. I was, uh, grew up in Virginia, um, started high jumping as a junior. Um, with a sport that I just connected with was um, fortunate to have a lot of talent in rather quickly. Passion was basketball. Love basketball. Unfortunately, um, if you saw my jump shot, you'd understand why I didn't play college basketball. So I could jump really high. Um, I was a great athlete, but you know my my shooting ability wasn't where definitely wasn't what it should have been. And I like to take a lot of shots uh, in high school. So um, long story short, I ended up going to college um, for high jump with an ACC champion, seven-time ACC champion high jumper there. Um, was ranked, uh, I believe, about top 15 in the world at the time going into the 2008 Olympics, uh, arguably number two, number three, number four um, in the Olympic trials, like rankings. So I was prepping for the Olympic trials, and um, I forget, about five, six weeks out, like I had already had my plane tickets. I was already ready to go. I was pumped up, getting ready to go out to the Olympic trials to make this dream of making the Beijing Olympics come true for me. And um, Minor injury, just popped a hammy, no big deal, nine times out of ten, right? You know, if it's a basketball, I probably could have played through that. And high jump, no, no chance, especially at the highest level. So, you know, call my, call my agent at the time, tell him what happened. Click, done. You know, he did not even waste time. He just said, all right, well, you know, we wish you well. All right, so I lost my sponsorships, lost my agency, ultimately lost my job, my dream, all of that in one moment. Uh, at, at the peak, at the pinnacle of what I thought was going to be, be the dream coming through, this happened. So I went, I went from, from being at one of my highest points to one of my lowest points rather quickly, which made me decide, hey, you know what? If I can't accomplish my dreams of jumping, you know, slash, um, you know, making it to the highest level, I'm just going to help other people do what I could. So that is when I created a company called Freak Athletics. Um, which before it was even a company, I really created a YouTube channel and just started calling it Freak Athletics, where I put out videos helping helping kids learn to jump higher. Um, and, you know, it was a hard time for me, but I quickly learned how much I love doing that. So at this point, um, you know, and I'm kind of telling my whole story. I hope that's okay. But at, at this point, I quit college, of course. I was done at that point. I wasn't going back. Um, I wasn't going to have a job that I didn't want to do. 
Um, I'd already lost out on one dream. I sure as hell wasn't going to lose out on it anymore. So I decided that, you know what, I'm going to help my pl- help players, help the athletes uh, and improve, not ask for anything in return. Um, and over time, that channel, that channel just started to grow and grow. And over time, this, this channel is still up today. It's called Freak Vertical and Basketball Training. I think it has like an 80,000 80, or so subscribers. Um, over time, I quickly learned, hey, players were coming to me saying, listen, what can I pay you for the information you're giving? Hey, will you do free or paid workouts for me? I'll pay you if you write me custom workouts. And then I realized, well, hey, if I could make 30 grand a year doing this, that would be insane. Like, literally, this could be my job. Um, and, you know, I'll stop there. But that's when it, it changed from me doing something I was passionate about and just helping to actually starting to slowly and surely become a business. Man, I'm sitting back like, okay, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing for, you quit college. What are you doing for income? I'm assuming you're living at home. How are you making money while you're giving this pro bono advice on vertical training? Well, I wasn't making money. To be honest with you, I did move back home. Um, My parents were, you know, they put up with me. They knew I was going through one of the hardest times of my life. And they didn't kind of push me too too heavily at this point. Um, they knew I was I was giving a lot. They knew I was doing good with my time, and that eventually I would uh, seemingly get out of this box. Um, so I was living with them. I was helping my dad at the time. He he runs a dairy farm. Go to this day, he runs a family dairy farm. So I was up at six a.m. helping on the farm. You know, milking in the morning, milking at night. And in between uh, doing this, I was doing two things. I was number one, I was putting out free content. And at the point where I started building this business, I was creating what I was going to consider the best vertical jump training program ever created. So um, that was the next year, year and a half of my life. So, and if you don't mind, share the story around this time. Is this when the, the ClickBank story happened where you hit the yeah. even lower low? Well, you know, this that would have been a, a probably about three years later. Believe wow. not. So yeah, I'm, I went three years where I did not make a lot of money. Um, I definitely didn't make money. We'll say that. Uh, my parents took care of me. And for, for literally three years, I was, you know, sit chilling. Um, but yeah, that's a cool story. Because I created what I thought was the best program ever. I put it out there, and in my opinion, it was by far the best jump program ever. It was called Become a Freak. And the sales did not show that it was the best program ever. Every player who bought it said it was. But the problem was I didn't know how to market and create a business. So it was I was getting my butt kicked by all these people who had no idea how to jump high, no idea how to improve athleticism. They just knew how to market and market so, so well. So at this point, I knew I had to change what I was doing. And, I, and this is a, a tip for the basketball trainers out there. Because, you know, we work with, uh, you know this, but the audience may, may not. But I work with, with different businesses, not only in basketball, but, every, you know, practically every sport. And a massive problem that I see is coaches are competing with each other and not marketing to their, their audience correctly. So a tip for the coaches out there, for every uh, one to two events that you do to improve your craft, 
you should go to at least one to improve your business. We recommend a one-to-one ratio, whether that's business coaching, whether that's a marketing event, whether that's a networking event, you need to be doing something to build your business and your knowledge base on a business side and not just think that, hey, you know, in fitness, hey, if I have three, three more letters behind my name, you know, a new certification, a new, um, you know, a new uh, event that I went to to better my craft, um, that's not going to necessarily, necessarily relate to the audience that you're offering. They just want to get better. So marketing became one of my long time, you know, it, at first it was a curiosity to me. And then over time, it became a passion and something I really enjoyed. Now I'm kind of out of the marketing side and I'm just into the business side. I love the business side of, of, of building businesses and helping very passionate people succeed with what they love to do. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going off of an, on a tangent here. I hope that's okay. But I think that was worth mentioning that if you're, if you're a passionate person like I was with jumping, uh, like, like Rock, my basketball coach and partner is with basketball, you can get lost in concentrating only on improving your craft, but not necessarily your business. And if you don't improve both levels, both sides of that spectrum, you are going to struggle. Man, meander as much as you want to. I'm quick to listen and slow to speak this episode. So do you believe in information overload? You say go to these networking events. Is there information overload if you output as much as you input? I mean, you listen to Frank Kern. You have all these mentors, these really high-level marketers and businessmen. How much do you consume versus create? At this point, I, I create and then ask them questions about what I've created. So at this point, I'm at a point now where I have confidence in what my knowledge level is and what my skill set is. Now I like to go to any higher level um, marketing, any some, someone that has more experience, someone who's doing new things that I'm not familiar with, and ask, hey, here's what I'm doing. How does that fit in? Um, what would you do differently? Uh, but you know, from an information overload standpoint, absolutely, that's a huge problem. You know, We went from where, just a decade ago, when I first got started, information was one of the uh, one of the most difficult things to get your hands on. You couldn't just Google a blog or uh, you know ask someone quickly on Facebook or you know get in touch with a you know someone who's doing what you're doing extremely at an extreme extremely high level and just ask them questions. That didn't exist you know a decade ago. A decade ago, it was books. It was trying to figure things out on your own. Um, it was a struggle. Nowadays, information is everywhere. It's free. And uh, I always say you have a genius in your pocket. You have ability to learn anything in a matter of seconds by just Googling it. And that is a blessing and an absolute curse for a lot of business owners out there. Because what you're going to find is now a lot of people are not, they're not innovating. They're doing what others are doing at, you know, for part of my language, but a bastardized level. So that's a problem. I, I, I take a lot of pride in what we do. We're always trying to innovate and do something new and adjust. I mean, we're about to have a massive change on our on the way that we do YouTube. Uh, just because we're constantly, we don't mind being that pioneer. We don't mind innovating because we do not want to be a bastardized version of anyone else. Let's talk about that then. I mean, you, and of course, I don't know who started first. People always want to claim they've been copied, right? You guys have actual uh, IP. I don't think there's much IP, intellectual property in the basketball training space. You can think of a drill. Somebody's probably already thought of that drill before, right? But when it comes to thumbnails, when it comes to style, when it comes to transitions in your edit, you can tell who's biting off of who. 
what is your, I know you have an issue with funnel hacking and can you describe that, explain <laughs> that and what's your beef with that? You know, to be honest, I, it, it's something, I don't mind that it's being done. Um, it, it's dumb not to do that. But if, again, it comes to back to the difference between innovation and bastardization. If you're just copying someone, you will always be a lesser version of them, especially if it's in the same space, especially if it's a competitor. You will always just be a lesser version of them. I strive to take the best out of what others do. I have no problem with that. Um, you know, I will openly come on here and say, listen, if you're in the online basketball space, feel free to look what we do, look at what we do and make it better. I, I urge that no one, no one loses in that world because we're still going to grow. We're still going to improve. We will still benefit more players. We will still as a whole, you know, we're in a market where we help kids. And we all need to take that very seriously, where a lot of people don't take that so seriously. And um, I urge, and I know that your audience is incredible. Um, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of people in your audience. I know a lot of people at your audience. You know, some, some get along with me, some heck, some don't. But I know that they all care. And I respect that. Um, they all care about the kids. But saying that, I do not mind if people look at our stuff and, and utilize it and try to make it better. What concerns me for, for the industry as a whole and, you know, being one of the top people in this industry, I take the direction of this industry seriously. Um, I want it to do well. I want it to succeed. I want it to continue to flourish like it's been doing. Um, I want people to take what, what we're doing and innovate on top of it. That's, that's all I ask. So that's that's interesting because, to be frank, the first time I, 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 I met you, you virtually obviously i thought you were some really good internet marketer that just had another side business with this basketball stuff i mean you had coach rock who's the face but not many people not as many people know about you the behind the scenes who's really really in there on the operation side and i didn't know how much your heart was into into it until i started reading your posts on facebook i mean why do you care so much it's not your it's your love but why do you care so much about this this space? Well, it's, it's a hard space, man. Like the internet, you know, we've been in different spaces. This is the hardest space to succeed in. You know, we're we're you know we're all in the business of selling, whether it's service, whether it's product. Um, we we have, we have to sell two people every time that we we offer. We have to sell a player. We have to sell an adult, a parent, um, a guardian. That's that's not an easy business. So I have a lot of respect for those who succeed. In it's not it's a difficult space and our shelf life of, of a customer so to speak is very short so again i respect this industry and incredibly well for the people who are in it and that are succeeding um competitors and all i have a lot of respect for them saying that this was my my baby i was one of the first uh people in this space um you know a lot of people have come and gone in this space they've gone to um you know the higher income places in the internet marketing realm. I'm never leaving basketball. And the only reason I'm not on camera today is because I got old and I got fat. And I do not want my market, I don't want to be the one teaching my market at anything that I can't personally do myself. And that's a big part of our channel is we only want to show people who can do what we're teaching and show exactly what we're doing. Um, not, not saying that's a necessity, but that was just part of, of the culture of our personal channel. We wanted to show um, you know, we wanted to show people that, hey, us normal folks, we can get it done. 
And, um, you know, we're not, we don't have NBA players. We don't have high level. We don't aim at the highest level of players. We aim at anyone who loves the game of basketball and who wants to improve. So tell me, you, so we, we talked about you three years without making money and you had one successful, well, really it blew up the, the, the product on ClickBank, the, uh, the freak, the freak vertical. Can you can you explain that that story? So three years working sure. with your father, and then this blows up. Yeah. So how that kind of happened was, you know, I was making money, but I was spending money. I was investing in myself. I was investing. So even ever as money came in, it was going out the out the other side. And I think we can all relate to that to a degree. Um, you know, it was down to kind of I was at a point where my bank account wasn't looking so hot. Um, I had this idea, this, this idea for a jump technique program, just like I learned when it came to high jumping, that I was going to utilize in the basketball space to teach players how they can instantly jump higher. Now, when I took this to other affiliates in my space, they, you know, some even laughed at me. They thought it was absolutely ridiculous. It was as big, you know, I remember one quote, and I'm not going to say who, but one of my, um, I'm not even sure what they do today, but they said that. Honestly, this is sounds like as big of a scam as like the how to jump taller pills or whatever like that. And I'm sitting here like, no, no, it's not. This is the real thing. I can prove it. It works. I've done it myself. I wouldn't put out anything that, that wasn't real. And long story short, I put out this jump technique program where we we fixed the technique of jumper jumping. And, you know, if you watch a jumping a kid today, you'll see some stir something. You'll see them bend down. You'll see them do so much wrong, you know, in a world where baseball batters have incredible coaches on their swing, golfers, boxers, technique is so key. But when it came to jump training, nothing out there was like that. So when we put this program out there, no one really expected it to do well. And it did $117,000 in four days, which when my biggest launch prior to that was maybe seven, eight, nine K pretty, pretty insane deal. And I was not expecting that. That's really what, pushed and promoted and pumped, um, you know, not only freak vertical at the time, but what, what built I love basketball was having that, that sudden surge of not really the money side. Cause when you hear 117 K don't, don't get me wrong. Not all that came my way. I had to pay affiliates. I had to pay for everything. Um, I only got a, a minority chunk of that, but what it did do is it filled me with so much confidence. It was unbelievable. And that's what I think, that alone is the reason why I'm here today is because I don't know how much longer I could have kept doing what I was doing. But, you know, the mess, mess, uh, the message here to the audience is um, you never know when you're just that one step away. So each time you fail, just assume that you're one step closer to which, which success is going to be next. So um, that's how I was. I was easily one, one step away from quitting, but I was also one step away from, from succeeding and the success came up. And and tactically, I'm sure we can spend all day on what you did specifically to change that. It sounds like you just honestly you, you introduced a new a new niche with a a, a, her, a pain point like in the the simplest at uh, the core. That's what you did, correct? You got it. Yeah, I I introduced a new you know for lack of a better term big idea to the market that they had not thought of that solved a massive problem at least to a degree that every single basketball player wanted to solve. 
And that's, that's very rare in any, in any business model, especially in today's world, to actually you know, hit a perfect marketing niche at the right time. Example now, if you look up jump programs, every single jump program out there, at least that I know of, teaches some form of jump technique. So now there's no way I could relaunch that program and have the same result. That would not happen. Um, because now jump technique is a necessity in every program. It's just not, you know, an exception to the rule. So what do you, and I want, definitely want to dig into to the results that you have now so people understand like how, <laughs> how powerful this stuff is, but tell me how you met coach Rocky. How did that even get started? Absolutely. Um, one, I was extremely, extremely lucky. Uh, it came down to uh, geolocation. It came down to luck of him clicking on the right video at the right time, being in a place where he wanted to improve, um, you know, as an adult. Uh, he was a player of mine. He was an athlete of mine. And he lived about three hours away. And he came down and paid himself his way twice in a row for a camp we were hosting, I believe it was $400 or $500. We were taking a small group, uh, five, 10 kids at a time. Uh, we did it twice that summer and he came to both of them and paid both times. Um, not coming from a place of having a lot of money. He did that because he wanted to improve himself and he wanted to be around people who wanted to improve. The first time he came and he improved drastically, he listened to everything. He asked more questions than anything. The second time he came, he was helping and he was teaching and he was sharing his experiences um he was still asking me questions but he had leveled up and in a matter of a couple months i noticed a a you know young guy who had leveled up substantially from one visit and then the second visit he leveled up to where he was helping others you know we could go into his his coach you know his his background as a player college player playing overseas doing that stuff but him as a person was what got him this job. To this day, most loyal person in the world, um, the hardest working, he works circles around me. Um, from a marketing standpoint, it's incredible. From the way he interacts and treats his kids, incredible. Um, you know, I got incredibly lucky. And, you know, even to this day, um, you know, he's now a partner of the business, of course. I mean, I treat him not only in this business, any business that I'm a part of, he's a partner in because of how much value he brings to anything that we do. So obviously I could talk all day about, about rock and what he's done, but uh, incredible, incredible guy. And a lot of the marketing stuff and a lot of the, the genius behind I love basketball. Um, that's not me. I'm just sitting back watching. That's him doing uh, what he does in full control of that channel. Wow. So, and you guys met each other. I'm, I'm not sure. Can you go in how long it's been now? And then the results you guys managed to get together in terms of viewership and in terms of whatever you want to share with the business monetary. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I love basketball. You know, we'll have over a billion some views the next year. Um, and that's uh, including Facebook, of course. Um, before I met Rock, the, the I Love Basketball YouTube channel did not exist. The only reason the I Love Basketball YouTube channel exists to this day is because of my stubborn butt saying, hey, I don't want to put you on the channel, on my channel with, at the time, 60,000 subscribers yet. I don't know if you're quite ready. We'll have you on with me some. But how about we start your own channel? And 
within a, I don't know the exact time frame, but three, four months, he had surpassed my 60,000 subscribers. He was what the, the market really connected to. He was likable. You know, for the kids, he was likable. He was relatable. He looked the part. Um, for the parent, he was trustworthy. He was a, such a good person. Um, and it connected so, so well that he blew past me. Um, but, you know, I believe the camp was five years ago. I may be wrong. It may have only been four. I'd have to ask him. But, uh, you know, we haven't had the Idol Basketball channel, for all, but for only three to four years now. And it went from zero to a million subscribers plus, you know. I think we're doing close to 30,000, subscribers a month now, which is uh, insane. But, yeah, I mean, we, we together, I had a, a, a good multiple six-figure business, and now we're, um, you know, at this point, well over seven figures. So definitely can't complain uh, with, with what he's brought to this business. And you, I'm not sure if you still do, you still do it the same that you've done before, but I know through some mutual connections that you've helped other, specifically for my audience, other trainers out too. Do you still help the same trainer or same trainers, but do you still help out trainers uh, in the same fashion or how do you do it now if you do do any consulting with them? Yeah, we're, we're partners with, um, you know, out of them, I'm not going to say because I, I haven't asked them permission, but uh, we're partners with one of the other largest um, basketball channels, YouTube channels. Um, he's been super successful himself, uh, going from, you know, having a full-time job to doing this full-time traveling, making good money. So, you know, we love the partnership route of, of getting in. And again, yes, we built one of our biggest competitors or helped. I shouldn't say that we helped build one of our biggest competitors. Um, he would have done it on his own, um, without us, but saying that, we don't mind that because at the end of the day, we are in this business because we love it. We enjoy it. Um, you know, the money and stuff, it, it's tough in, in the basketball space. And we all know that. Um, but we do this business because we love it and we're passionate about it. And it's something we enjoy. And it also helps us in other as well, because our numbers in Hello Basketball are, are really, really enticing and incredible to a lot of the other spaces that we're in. Well, this is a two-part question based on what you said, you know, because this space, what I'm learning, not everyone, not many people are, are are rich monetarily. You know, what we're doing is is very noble. But in terms of money, you know, for the higher level, higher level marketing experts out there, they're charging a pretty penny. For you, for the guys you have brought on, I mean, I'm sure they're paying, either paying a pretty penny, doing some kind of equity deal. I'm interested about that, but more so interested in, for the guys who have signed up with you, what makes someone successful versus versus a failure in terms of the partnership with you or the consulting? Sure, great. Those are great questions. Yeah. So when it comes to our partners right now, we do equity deal. So we do minority equity, um, and it allows these people who are passionate to increase their revenue, but still have full control of their business and ownership of their business. Um, so that, that's important to us because we understood, and especially I know the, the efforts and the workload it takes to, to do this business, and I have a respect for everyone who does it. Um, so number one, it, it, takes, um, it takes passion. Um, if, if you come into this space saying, hey, I'm only coming into this space, and uh, we've seen this happen, hey, I'm only coming to this space because I want to make money. Um, those folks tend to uh, disappear rather quickly. 
you know, where we have been uh, doing Isle of Basketball, I mean, for 10 years now or close to it, we've had a video on YouTube about every week across our channel. So, hold on, I'm getting a call here. Sorry about that. So, um, it takes a lot of passion. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of discipline. Um, you know, it's that it's when with athletes, a lot of people have ego. Um, and I get that a lot of high level athletes, especially have ego. So dropping the ego is tough. Um, but when it comes to the partnerships and deals we do, it cannot be ego driven. Uh, it cannot be, um, and even growing this business, if you make this about yourself and not about the, the audience, or if you make this about competing with your competitors and not about the audience, you're going to have a hard time growing in this business. So if you have the mentality to pin your ears back, be willing to learn, be willing to adapt and adjust on a dime, and be willing to learn from people who you know have done what you want to do, um, success at that point becomes inevitable. Um, saying that, you have to have the skill set, you have to have the ability. You know, we can be passionate about about the sport, but we can't go out there and actually help and, and create value for people. Then um, every marketing tactic in the world um, isn't going to work for you. Like at the end of the day, in this visual world we live in online, you have to be able to do the do. And that's one of the biggest benefits and the reasons why I chose YouTube a decade ago is because you had to do the do. You had to actually visually um, show that, hey, you know, not only am I willing to do this, but um, I'm willing to only share what I do myself. That's interesting. You know, I, just being in the nascent stages of even starting a YouTube account, it, well, first let me ask, this is an even more interesting question because I, I kind of empathize with the ego because, you know, playing at a high level, there are certain things you want to teach, but then there are certain things that the audience wants to see. So mm -hmm. I can imagine the the walls that your clients have had um, and just out of sake of their privacy, I won't ask you to go into too many stories, but uh, the question I think that you can answer, unless you do want to share that previous question, the question I do think you can answer is, you've told me something interesting about going for social currency and not stepping over dollars to get the pennies. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that concept to the audience? Well, yeah. Um, a big internet marketing mistake that I see is building, you know, the one of the the most one of the normal practices, so to speak, in the internet marketing is building a mailing list. Hey, you you offer some form of free content, free gifts, some type of paywall uh, where someone can offer you their email address in exchange for something free. So the biggest mistake that's made is utilizing an email list or a Facebook page or um, any form of controlled audience that you can speak to as only a paid tool, meaning, or only a money-driven tool, meaning, hey, I will only mail, email my list for money. I will only uh, email my list to make sales. Um, given that that is a huge part of what you're doing, most people are not emailing their, their list enough for money. They're not reminding an audience that's getting over 140 emails a day that, hey, I offer something of value too. But where the mistake is, is only using your email to sell and not utilizing it to help organically grow. By pushing your email list to content that you're creating, you're gonna be able to grow. Yes, you will sacrifice 
uh, monetarily on the front end by sending your list to, you know, where, whatever it may be, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Uh, but sending your list to content and having them help you um, push that content up the organic rank, which will lead to more lead generation, more followers, more subscribers. It will grow your impression in this major world that even us at I Love Basketball, we're, heck, we're probably not even hitting 1% of it. I don't know the numbers, you know, but how many eyeballs are we actually getting? Now, I, can, I know we've got a billion views, but how many people are watching more than two seconds, three seconds, a minute, two minutes, three minutes? How many people are truly paying attention to us? It's not nearly as big as what a billion views sounds like. I can promise you that. So what do we need to do to continue to increase our reach, increase our uh, capacity to show up in front of the audience that we're going after? And by using social currency, which is something I teach strongly and something that you can't really get to other, too many other places, um, that's, how, that's a huge growth metric. It's no, it's no uh, shock that we can go into any market and I can partner with someone to help grow them quickly. It's because I know how to properly use an email list and social currency or a, a Facebook bot or an SMS list or a Facebook page to help grow. Now, now it sounds like you have to have some capital. Like when you say that, it screams, hey, you need to have some money on the side to, to pay for branding and be okay with not converting somebody to a sales page and making money from it. it sounds like you, you have to be okay with that, that well, kind of um, campaign. You do have to have money. I started I Love Basketball or Freak Athletics with $67. So that was my investment. Every other thing that I created or pulled out of building I Love Basketball to this day came from myself. So my, uh, my investment was I did have to have money, but it took me $67 to get started um, to where I built my own pages. I learned code from books I used to take pictures in. Um, I used to go to the bookstore, take pictures of the page just because I couldn't spend the money on the books itself. I had to only spend money on gas. And long story short, yeah, I did not have to have a lot to get started in this business, nor do you. Um, I love basketball has grown organically. We've, we've used pay traffic before. We did a lot of pay traffic. Pay traffic is less than 1% of our business model, and it, it will remain. Um, you know, There are people in this market I have so much respect for because that is a hard, wobbly leg when you're selling to kids. Um, so I respect those who are doing it and doing it extremely well. Um, I tell them rest assured, we're not, we're not venturing into that space. We have no interest in that space. So um, I respect the those who do that. Wow. Uh, so I didn't know that was 1% of your business. I'm thinking, cause you guys, I mean, I've seen, I've seen certain ads that obviously <laughs> get, you know, Facebook messenger and you, and you get a lot of engagement, but I didn't know that was <laughs> less than 1%. It was very interesting. All the bot stuff is organic, completely organic. Wow. So, you know what? I, I didn't even look at the sponsored ad. I thought I didn't see sponsored ad now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's completely organic. <laughs> oh, God. You're getting ad results on organic posts. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people will look down at like the view count or the, the, the shares and think it's an ad, but no, that's organic. Ooh, man, I had to pause on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, I've never, hey, I've never seen that before without it being a sponsored ad. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, we're organically, and that's why you'll see on Facebook. And I, I urge anyone who wants to friend me and follow my posts on Facebook. I like to share on Facebook a lot. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, we are getting anywhere from before the annotations went away, we were averaging over 2,000 leads a day. I mean, we are, we are building an audience where, you know, paid would be a nice little bump, but it's not really that, you know, it's a lot of effort and a lot of time. I would much rather continue to cultivate our, our organic audience and, and give them the best experience. So my two questions before we wrap up here. Uh, one is before I ask the grand finale question. One is why? What would you tell the the old school quote unquote old school trainers who think the whole online game is a sham, who never understand why people are on Instagram so much, but who actually have really good brick and mortar businesses? Why would you convince them, or would you even convince them that marketing online or social media? is important or, or, or worth it? Well, I mean, this is, you know, I think it's gonna upset some of them and they can disagree with me if they, they so choose, but I think it's a disservice not to go to your market and go to your target market at the place that they're at when they search for help. You know, if you were walking down the beach, you saw someone in the ocean drowning, you wouldn't hold up a piece of rope and say, swim over here and I'll hand it to you, AKA come find me. What are you gonna do? You're going to tie that, that rope around your waist Speed out there, swim out there, no matter how well you can swim or not, because you're in that moment of helping someone. You are going to swim to them, tie that rope around their waist, and yank them out of the ocean. And that's what being in front of Google, being in front of the face, proper Facebook, being in front of YouTube, when they're searching, how do I get better at basketball? How do I make my team? How do I improve my shot? How do I improve my ball handling? We need to be there, or at least try to be there, because I feel personally it's a disservice if we're not. Great answer. Okay. I have some people who actually asked me that and I haven't been able to eloquently put it like that. So in the last question here is you've built a seven figure, multiple seven figure businesses for people, not just in the basketball training industry, but others too. And you have some opportunities for those who are actually eager to learn from a guy like you and to learn from I Love Basketball, what you've done and the people you've served. What opportunities do you have out there in the works that what interest the audience? Um, well, I, I do a quarterly event. So a quarterly event where it's three days where we just teach our model. Um, this is not something I'm, I, I'll teach it to anyone. Anyone who wants to come to this event, um, I don't mind if they're a competitor. I don't mind if they're in our space. It's just information that if done well, you will succeed um, and succeed well. It's my, my business model I use. And uh, the event itself, it's always in Roanoke, Virginia, my home hometown it's three-day event uh for example we have one coming up october 3rd 4th and 5th uh, it's where we sit we teach our exact traffic plan we and it teach our exact uh, excuse me exact modeling um and marketing in every step of the way um and it's a 5k event so it's five grand it's not a it's, it's not a cheap event because this in, information is worth in my mind millions of dollars so um you know it's something we only allow 10 to 12 people at a time one of the deliverables is keeping it to a small group because each person walks out of this event with a made for them custom plan and it, it is made for them their business their goal of how much work and effort are they going to be putting in versus you know some people want to have the you know i disagree with it but they want to have that automated business lifestyle so they can lay on a beach somewhere i'm not a fan of that market but yet there are people like that who do want to do that they want to have coaches under them they want to build an audience like that totally respect it I'm just too much of a, I want to be in the business. I want to work. I love this stuff so much. But we teach a model based on the desire of the 
of the attendee. And we teach them how to create a high-functioning, low-engaged business for them personally, um, if so chosen, chosen. But it is legitimate. It is high-level. It teaches. It is content-driven. It is passion-driven. So, you know, that's really the key behind it. If you do not want to be known as, you know, in this case, a basketball trainer the rest of your life, this is not going to be the event for you. Because even to this day, I haven't coached someone in high jump in, in a long time or jump training in a long time, years and years and years. I still get messages every single day. Um, or at least, let, let me take that back, maybe not every day now, but at least a couple times a week, a few days a week, asking me for, for jump training advice. So I still am giving that advice, but it's because of the marketing that I put in, the videos that I've created that are at this point five, six years old, that are still getting thousands of views a day. Um, that are bringing players to me wanting help. And, you know, it's part of that commitment I have to have to help. Man, so, and is this similar to the the opportunity, if you're allowed to speak on the, the certification? Sure, uh, man. Well, yeah, so I love basketball that's growing, man. It's growing at a rate that we cannot create um, at a rate quick enough for our audience. We want to keep a high-level um, experience for our, our audience. Simple as that. And in order to do that, we're going to be bringing on coaches, uh, excited to bring on um, Ryan Goodson, for example, Coach Rock's always with us, Josh Fowler, an ACC um, competitor, All-American jump trainer. I'm a big fan of my jump trainers being jump specific versus basketball specific, if you can't tell. Um, but we're looking for more coaches and trainers to be coming on board with us. We're actually um, you know, we take so much pride in having talented trainers that, you know, I don't, we're, we're actually offering, we have a job open right now. It's going to start at 60 grand for a basketball trainer. And it's going to go based on experience. I have no problem. And you see Coach Rock, he's whipping his rods. We have no problem pay, paying for talent. Um, we want to have the best people, simple as that. And, um, you know, I think the best basketball players reaching millions, millions and millions of people like these are. We need the best, we need the most passionate, and it can't be like a part-time gig. We want them full-time, and uh, we want them to have a, you know, a legitimate, um, high-level, high-paying, uh, you know, job doing it so they don't have anything to worry about but helping players. Wow. Mr. Lincoln Lauder, where can, if <laughs> anyone wants to, to find out more about you, to ask more about this opportunity, how can we get in touch with your support team, with you, where we need to go? directly out to me on Facebook. So if you Facebook Adam Linknogger, um, we're currently looking for it. And if you ask, uh, ask Coach Rock, you know, he's, he's part of this. He's my partner now. And he'll tell you it's not an easy road. It's a lot of work. Um, it is, you know, in most cases, a seven, seven day, um, you know, a week job. But it, it's incredible. It's something that we would never want to miss out on. We love it. And um, uh, we are looking for someone that, that is ready and devoted to give their life to basketball and be part of it with us. Hey, thank you for, so much for your time, man. I, I know everybody's going to get some value from it and enjoy listening to this, so really appreciate you. Sure, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's been an absolute blast. I really appreciate it. Hey, can't thank you enough for listening. I hope you're enjoying the inside look at some uber-successful basketball training businesses. You can also learn more from these trainers and entrepreneurs in our private Facebook group at www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash Hoops Institute. 
And last but not least, if you've been thinking about starting or growing your own basketball training business, check out www.hoopsinstitute.com backslash playbook for your free 30-day website trial. Yeah. I'm genius, big in that genius. Winning with my team and we just big in that dream. And how we gonna get this cream and be shopping all that need.